The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, and I am joined tonight. It's a special night. Uh, normally, I am with Andrew Hansen, but he's getting the night off doing some family festivities. And I am joined by my good buddy, Miles Hartley. And Miles, we haven't been on the show together in quite some time. I feel like a month or two months now, and uh, I'm glad to be doing this with you, man. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I think the last time we did a show was back in December before Christmas time there. So, yes, it has been a while. I'm doing pretty good tonight. Um, looking forward to this little free game slate we have. Hopefully we can uh, pinpoint all the value plays here. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, all that's been going on with me. Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty up and down week as far as slates. We either have something that's overloaded or we got like a one or a three game slate. So, uh, you know, next week we'll be back to that norm of, you know, eight, nine games and getting those nice little meaty, chunky slates uh, without having to get too chunky. Like, you know, tonight we're talking about recording this the night before on a Wednesday, uh, 12 game slate. So. Um, how are your cards doing tonight, though? I mean, we've uh, we touched on me and coach did a podcast and went overboard. I think we were like an hour and a half, but we touched on a lot of a lot of hot plays. Yeah, you know, I uh, I did vote up quite a bit on Bradley Beal, and he definitely hit value. Um, you know, I did jump onto that Jeff Teague bang wagon wagon when we heard that uh, Trey Young would be a rule, though. But uh, that's burning me a bit tonight. But um, you know, besides that, everything's looking all right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty difficult on those twelve game slates to really pinpoint, you know, who's gonna do what and where. But uh, you know, you guys did a pretty good job last night breaking down lots of things, and I think you guys hit quite a few things right on the head. Clint Capella's out there doing what you guys saw against uh, Denver, so I have him in a few spots. What about you? How are your lineups doing? I got bit by the Jeff Teague bug as well. Um, so you know, right when I uh, saw that news, I kind of shifted a lot of my ownership over to him as a value play. Uh, I used Dwayne Dedman. Um, in a lot of spots for some good value. He was near minimum salary on DK, so he got a solid 30 DK points. And, you know, I stayed with the mid-tier approach. I just loaded up. I didn't really play anybody uh, over 10K, and I think I, and even that, I think I played maybe a couple shares of Westbrook here and there, a couple shares of Jokic. Um, they're both doing great, but I loaded up on the guys like Sabonis, the Beals. I played a good amount of Kyle Lowry. Lou Williams didn't get exactly where I wanted to, but a ton of John Collins, a ton of Montrez Harrell ton of Vucevic, so it, it's it's working out well for me. Um, I should see a decent return on investment. Not going to get the nuts, though, because of the Teague playing a lot of them. But we're uh, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to this card. Nice little three-game uh, banger to look forward to. And like you said, we're going to try to find some value because it seems like, you know at least on DraftKings-related, the theme is just underpricing some guys uh, based on you know recent injury history or whatever it may be or recent minutes played, but that's not indicative of the future. So we're going to figure that out. Yep, we sure are. Uh, before we do, though, we're going to give a nice quick uh, you know, shout-out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Doing some pretty phenomenal things over there, and it feels like we're growing with them uh, day by day. And I, I just, I'm having fun. I Every time, every weekend, I usually do it on like a Friday or Saturday night. Uh, it's because I know my next morning I don't have my 9-to-5 job, so... 
you know, I get a couple bets in there. I stay, I get to stay up late. I'm usually watching a West uh, West Coast game, and it just makes it a little bit more exciting. So, uh, w- regardless if you're a big gambler or a small gambler, you just want to try it out. They're still going to match your promo code or your uh, deposit with the promo code uh, today. T O D A Y. Uh, use that, and they'll give you up to a 50% uh, deposit match on up to $2,000. So you uh, deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000. You deposit $100, and you'll get a uh, free 50 So either way, it's free money. Go out there, play with it. Uh, we have the Super Bowl coming up soon. A lot of good action to get involved with in the NBA. So please go check them out. And, uh, you know, when you wake up early, the best way to start your day is with a cup of Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. So please Guys, I don't know if you've tried it yet. We've been preaching it since day one. I haven't gotten miles on it yet. It will happen. Um, I know you. I know you say you don't drink coffee over there, miles. We'll get you. We'll get you. All right. One I day. Just, I'm just waiting for those 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 free packets that you're gonna send me or something like that. Then maybe. That's, then maybe. Maybe that's what. All, if that's all it's gonna take, man, I'm I'm happy to contribute to the call. I already won a free bag off Andrew. Uh, you know, oh, so, you so maybe, maybe me and Andrew do another podcast tomorrow and I know he'll listen to this in the morning, Andrew. So, uh, just know I'm gunning for you. So you're going to be listening to this on Thursday morning. I'm gunning for you tonight. Cause we're going to record our pod Thursday night for a free bag of coffee. But this time I want you sending it to miles. So it's going for a good cost, a good cause. I mean, uh, and it's going to come at your cost. So uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, check them out. They're at HawaiianIsles.com, or you can easily just catch them on Twitter at uh, H.I. Kona Coffee. That's Kona with a K. Uh, they're, you know, they're avid fancy basketball guys over there, too. So they're doing good things. We love to support them, and they keep on supporting us over here. All right, man. So we have three games to get to. Nice little easy card. We have a couple teams on back-to-backs that we'll have to talk about. We have a team like Dallas, who has a nice night off after being the only team that played on Tuesday night. So... Let's jump right into yep. this first game on the slate. It's going to be Washington Wizards traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cavs. So generally, um, you know, I, I would I would start it off with Andrew. I'd say, you know, I'm a gentleman. Uh, but you're never filling in for him right now. You're taking a spot. So I'm going to just give you the gentleman airness. You're taking over. Uh, I am a gentleman. Miles, please lead us off. Whatever team you'd like to start with. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of, like, this game here because it's the two worst defenses in the league going against each other. Uh, Wizards are currently ranked last, and then Cleveland's second last. And the over-under right now is at 231.5, so, you know, it should be a pretty uh, healthy game here for us, fantasy-wise. Um, <clears throat> and I think I'm going to talk about the Cleveland first here. Um, you know, usually I don't target Cleveland players at all, but going against this Wizards defense, uh, I have some interest. Um <clears throat> especially in the front court because they uh, struggle there a lot. Um, so Kevin Love at 8100 um, I like this price tag. I mean, it is a bit higher than he has been at recently, but, I mean, he's had three days off, so there's no reason that he shouldn't see starter minutes and be out there, you know, for his full, you know, 33 or 36. Um, and I think he's one of my number one plays in this game here. Um, and then the second guy I'm looking at is Tristan Thompson at 7300 Once again, weak front court. Um no reason he can't go in there do what he wants, especially with, you know, Thomas Bryan stuff still being kind of on the mend. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, he's been putting up some pretty big double-doubles recently. So I think he can pay off his price tag. I don't know if I'd play the two of them in the same lineup together. I'd probably play one or the other. Um, and then from there, I'm going to go look at the backcourt. Um, I don't know if I've played Colin Sexton in a single slate this year, but I'm taking a look at today just because, you know, 
There's only three games. Um, he has been playing a lot better of late. Um, he is priced up, actually, 6500 I think that's uh, might be the highest he's been priced almost. Um, but like I said, in this kind of scenario against this weak defense, I, I do like that. And he will have some of my interest. Um, I'm actually looking at the starting five, essentially, for Cleveland, which is very weird. <laughs> uh, um, but... Uh, uh, Darius Garland, um, you know, he has had some games where he's showing some nice promise. Um, he's at a mid-tier price, 5500 Um, You know, he'd probably be my fourth option of the starting five. Um, but someone to consider, um, I mean, there are other, you know, plays around that price tag that might very well be better off with. But, uh, you know, I'm just beating the horse dead here, but this... Core defense equals fantasy production, so you know he can go out there and get some good points for us. The one other guy too is Chetty Osman. He's been uh, cemented into that small forward uh, position there, uh, getting the starting minutes. Um, you know, past uh, two games, he's been hovering around that thirty-minute mark. Um, he's a guy who can go off, but he's also a guy who can uh, stink it up pretty bad. So that's why he was my fifth option on this side. Um, and that's kind of where I'm leaning on the Cleveland side. I'm pretty much everything there. Um, Larry Nance has some consideration for me just because it seems now that since Chetty isn't coming off the bench anymore, it's Larry Nance coming off the bench and he's getting all the big man minutes he can get off the bench. So he's been seeing nicer minutes recently and a bit better production as well with that. Um, I don't know if you have some things to chime in on here with. Yeah, your, uh, yeah of, course. of course. Um, I mean, you, you you pretty much touched on a, a lot of it, a lot of these Cleveland guys, and that's pretty much the the gist of this. Is uh, it's going to be a great matchup overall for just fantasy goodness on both sides of the ball. I kind of these kind of matchups put those ancillary pieces more in the forefront for me, um, especially since we're going to want to get a ton of exposure and spend a lot of more money in those other two games. So you know, I do think Kevin Love and and Sexton and Thompson and Garland and all these guys are in play. But I'll, I'll probably start limiting myself and going with, you know, the guys that will probably be, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit lower owned and at the cheaper salary, like playing Tristan Thompson over a guy like Kevin Love, I'll probably opt with. And the same thing with playing Garland over a guy like Sexton. Uh, you know, Garland shot attempts, 20 of them in the last game, you know, played pretty well in this matchup uh, earlier in the season. Now he's allowed a, uh, a little bit more grasp on the offense, especially with a few of their guards off the bench just being limited as of late. Brandon Knight's still out. Uh, we're still going to see Kevin Porter out for a little while. So I don't mind looking at a guy like Garland. And I, like I said, I think I prefer uh, Thompson over Kevin Love. Um, just because I think with Kevin Love, he's going to be everyone's prime prime attraction. You know, we're going to have to take a stance. It's a three-game slate. Ownership's going to be a big factor into who's taking down what in these tournaments. And um, that's my stance on that. And I think if I'm looking for an ancillary piece, it's going to be a guy like Osmond. Um, you know, a lot of people might look to Dante Exum 25 minutes in the last game. He played, he's only 3,700 on DK. So he's a fair value. I'm not going to try to talk you off of it. Um, he's just not a great point per minute guy. And unless he goes out there and hits like something crazy, absurd, 75, 80% of his shots, he doesn't really crush value. So a guy like Osmond at 4,400 in this matchup, uh, playing 30 minutes over the past few games, we've seen at least, uh, three out of the past four games with at least 20 fantasy points, a couple of those upward 27 and 28. Um, you know, I don't mind taking a stab at him against Washington. It's it's a fair enough matchup where you might be able to assume he can get to that 25, which gets you a little bit more than that 5 to 6x value. Um, other than that, I'm probably going to limit it to just those three main guys. All right, that sounds good. Um, yeah, that is a thing. You do have to find the ones that you want to stick with. Um, 
And I, listen, yeah. no fault. I mean, hey, if you're if you want to play Kevin Love, it's a fantastic spot for him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe if it, if push comes to shove, if it makes you feel any better, Tristan Thompson did outperform in the matchup earlier in the season. I think he came out and he got about fifty one DK points to Love's thirty eight. Is that indicative of that same thing happening tonight? Um, not necessarily, no. But I I just think that even you know they're still pulling Brian off of the bench right now, so Love sh- or uh, Thompson should still be able to take advantage of that front court. I think a lot of people know what Kevin Love's you know trade value is at this point. Uh, right now, they need to kind of showcase Tristan Thompson more. He's coming off the uh, you know few good games, so that's kind of my approach with that. You know, just the twenty-two rebounds, I believe, in the last one. Uh, yeah, that's kind of appetizing for me. So that, that's where I'm going with there. And then anybody on the Washington side? I mean, we got to look at obviously both sides of the ball, both defenses, yep. like you touched on at the top, pretty poor. Yeah, I. Uh... I mean, Bradley Beal, obviously, here, he's still priced down for some reason at 7700 I don't know why they didn't price him up more on this one. It kind of made sense when he was going against the Miami defense. You know, okay, price him down a bit. Um, but now this, I don't see why they did that. I feel like he should be at least in the 8000 So he's going to be one of my primary go-tos here, um, and I think he will be for most people. Um, but, I, yeah, I like that there. Um, the one other guy on this side of the ball – I'm not like I was kind of looking at some of the back pieces, but the backcourt's messy right now. Um, Isaiah Thomas finally showed up tonight, came out for 25 fantasy points. Ish Smith just disappeared completely. He still had 28 minutes, but did nothing. Um, so those areas, I'm kind of getting like a little bit more scared off of that way. Um, Davis Bertans showed up tonight. Um, you know, we've been kind of waiting for him to do that. And uh, tonight was the night that he seemed to wake up against the Heat. Um, I mean, they did go into overtime. And once again, the Heat won it again. 8-0 and for overtime games. That is freaking crazy. Um, I feel like, like they're going to be breaking a record or something here. It's got to be like one of the stats of the year. Is how, how many overtime games they've already played in, let alone have lost one. Um, yeah. They are the fifth, uh, fifth quarter champions. That's, that's definitely for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, this is good exposure. Beal's underpriced. Uh, the one thing that kind of worries me is, you know, how how like limited they've been with the minutes. But, you know, now we've seen them play 35 and 38. It is a back-to-back. They did just go to overtime. So maybe keep an eye on the news. If we don't hear anything, feel free, fire them up. 7700 is a fantastic price tag. This is uh, just one of the best matchups you can get on paper. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm all for it. But if we if we get the news that maybe they want to limit him a little bit, uh, with it being a back to back, you're going to want to get some shares of McCray. He's a guy that I think is in play regardless. 5K. A lot of people kind of pushed him to the side once Beal came back. He came out and played 34 minutes in tonight's game. Only four minutes less than Beal. Yes, it went to overtime. That probably aided to it. But at the end of the day, he's healthier than Beal right now. And in the second half of the back to back, in a matchup like this, it's just poised for him. Um, I'm going to be getting some a fair share of McRae. I think Bertans, seeing him play 31 minutes is a good sign. Again, he's another guy that we have to worry about. Fairly coming, fairly new coming off injury. Only played for about uh, a handful of games so far. So keep an eye on him. Um, you know, they, they mentioned that his, his minutes restrictions kind of working its way and trending in the right direction. 5K, I think, is still more than a fair price tag, though, even if he's only playing 24, 25 minutes in this matchup. So I'll be looking at McCray, Bertans, and Beal. Those are going to be my three primary options in this game. I'm not going to be playing too much Mahimi. Uh, I'm not going to be playing Ish Smith. I just never play Ish Smith. Um, and, and, you know, Thomas Bryant, until we see them, you know, see that minutes limit lifted off of him, I'm not going to be paying for him either. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's those three guys, uh, and that's probably going to be it for me. 
Yeah, no, that's I, I agree with you that 100% there. Uh, it seems like Jordan McRae's uh, usage and minutes seem to be pretty steady and stable compared to guys like Ishmith and Isaiah Thomas. They seem to be kind of mixing back and forth here a bit. Um, and GPPs, though, I would uh, definitely take a flyer on Isaiah Thomas after uh, tonight's performance. Um, so I wouldn't mind uh, throwing him in a few lineups just because if he can go out there and uh, replicate this again, that'd be great. But, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I agree for everything else. I don't think Thomas Bryant will be getting uh, much more minutes. He might even be cut down more minutes uh, because of this back-to-back situation. Um, those uh, foot injuries can be tricky, especially those uh, stress reaction fractures. They can just kind of flare up. Mm-hmm. So I will be too. avoiding him as well. Yeah. He's a big guy. A lot of weight on that foot. Never easy. That's, and that's one thing that's always kind of uh, hampered Jonas Valanciunas is, is foot injuries. And when you're that big of a guy and you're lugging that much weight around and you're banging down low... You're going to take some damage. Um, I, just to touch on the Thomas thing, I'm not going to, you know, sit here and try to talk you off of him necessarily. Uh, but I, it just, I don't like chasing, and a lot of people are going to chase that. He's a great value play and everything. That's yeah. the only thing. So you, you know, you're getting him at a prime, like a really good discount. But he only played 24 minutes in tonight's game, and that one went to overtime. The minutes kind of worry me still with him. Um, you know, it's a point of emphasis where teams just know that they can attack him and take advantage of it very quickly. So if, if yeah. you're really banking on him doing a lot of his damage in short spurts and getting it done quickly and just being very effective on offense uh, and getting his shot attempts, and he easily could tonight, you know, he shot, you know, just under 50%. And that's, that's generally what he does. So I'm not going to talk you off of him. I'm just going to say proceed with a little bit of caution because I expect him to draw some ownership, especially um, yeah, at will. such a good value, 3,400. You know, we're talking a slate with Kyrie, Luka, Dame, uh, LeBron, and Davis. So people are going to be searching for the value, and he's a good option for it. Yeah, I just like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, wouldn't probably recommend him much, but just due to this matchup, uh, I still would probably have him in a few spots. I mean, I'm not going to overload on him, but yeah, that's I just right. had to He's mention. Really him. good for cash. I feel. I feel like you can pretty much, you know, at thirty, at thirty. I think what did I say, thirty four hundred. You can yeah, pretty much bank on that fifteen points in this matchup, twenty points hitting your little, you know, your five six x. You want a little bit more than that, even in cash games, especially nowadays as compared to a few years ago. But yeah, um, you know, maybe in tournaments where if you know, keep an eye on the ownership, keep an eye on the news and everything. That's kind of you know, stumbling around throughout the day. If we're getting wind that, you know, he's going to be a primary option for a lot of people to kind of get these studs in there, you know, it might not be a bad idea, but he's only 3,400. I'm not trying to make it seem like don't play Isaiah Thomas. 3,400, anytime a guy's that cheap and he's in a good matchup and, you know, there's a few things kind of pointing in the right direction, don't feel terrible about it. It takes, you know, that's kind of how I felt about playing Deadman on tonight's slate. He's starting, he's 3,100. I know they don't have a ton of center options, there's really no way he can bust for you at that point. So, you know, I'm just saying proceed with caution. I'm like locking him in and going 100% if that's the route you want to take. Because I, I think all these reasons, you know, Beal being so cheap, Isaiah Thomas playing well tonight, uh, being cheap on this slate in a good matchup, it's going to pull all this ownership away from McCray. And that's kind of those spots I like to take advantage of. Yeah, no, I get good call for sure. All right, man. Well, we beat this one to a horse, dead horse. Uh, we did. We'll uh, we'll keep moving. I don't even you know think I said that saying right. Butchered that. I know. <laughs> Please let me hear about it. I said we beat this one to a dead horse. I said we beat the dead horse. So um, we'll just keep it going, man. That's it's, where we get those good it's things. Late. Man. It's late that's on the East got, Coast. That's where we got that juice on the bone from. I mean, you just keep coming up with them. 
The magic happens when I'm exhausted late at night. <laughs> yep, that's where it all is. All right, man. We got the Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Brooklyn. A little bit of the LeBron James versus Kyrie Irving showdown. Uh, we're going to want to monitor a few things just at the top of the card. Uh, it's going to be a back-to-back for the Lakers. And Anthony Davis uh, came into tonight's game saying that he was going to be limited to about 30 minutes. Um, I haven't checked in to kind of see what's going on or what happened in that one. But, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll get to that after I pass it off to you and kind of let you break down what you have in a, you know, what you're monitoring. I mean, that's the only real news on the Lakers side of the ball, on the Brooklyn side of the ball. Kyrie Irving's playing. DeAndre Jordan's going to be questionable. Uh, Claxton is more or less on the doubtful side as of now, so they may be limited in their front court going against a team that likes to play a lot of centers. So, uh, you know, Miles, how are you approaching this game, and which team would you like to start with? Yeah, just on a quick note here, because you're wondering about uh, Anthony Davis tonight. Uh, he had 30 minutes, uh, finished with 47 fantasy points. He had 28 points, five rebounds, five assists, and two blocks and, and a steal. What was the what was the final score? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, I should probably uh, have that pulled up. It was a hundred to ninety-two for the Lakers. Okay, so fairly, you know, not a not a blowout by not any a means blow, or anything no. like that. So. Looks like they they kind of wanted to stick to that minutes cap on him. They said thirty, and you know once he hit that mark, they chopped him. Regardless of what the score was going to be, I don't think he was playing much more than that. So, um, I would probably say you know we'll have the news. They've been they, the Lakers have been fairly candid with Anthony Davis as far as the, you know any sort of restrictions he may have and whether he's not he's going to play early on in the day. We usually have the news. If he's a game time decision, it's been a true game time decision. It's not the same Anthony Davis kind of lifestyle that we've seen over there in New Orleans in the past. So. I would expect them to be pretty candid with the situation going into it early on in the day. So keep an eye out. We should know if he's going to be on the restriction again. I anticipate it just with it being a back-to-back. If they're going to lift it, it they'd probably do it after you know, a nice full practice, make sure he's not sore after two games in a row, uh, kind of see how that's going. So um, sorry to cut you off. Just uh, jumping in there with that. No, nope, that's fine. Yep, definitely think that we need to monitor, make sure you know what's going on there because um, that can definitely affect uh, a lot of things here. Um <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so like you'd mentioned, this is the Kyrie and LeBron reunion. So I have interest in both those guys for that reason. I think they're both going to go out there and, you know, they're going to want to play hard against each other, each other, have some fun out there. Um, as long as Kyrie Irving doesn't have any minutes restrictions or anything big around him, um, I think at 8400 that's a great price tag for him. Um, you know, we know what he can do. And as long as that hamstring doesn't flare up, he has no problem hitting value at 8400 um i like so i like him on that side of the ball other guys i'm looking on this side of the ball it's not a ton um i'm looking at uh karis levert at 4900 he has struggled since coming back from his finger surgery but he is one of their key players and at that price tag i don't mind having in a few spots um you know he he can do a bit of everything he can get he can score he can assist he can get some rebounds uh he doesn't do too much on the defensive front but um i mean it's not like it's a categories league or anything like that, so we don't need to worry about that. Um, and then Jared Allen at fifty nine hundred. Um, I mean, it's I, if if Anthony Davis is you know put on a restriction, I might have a bit more uh, interest in him. The thing is though, he is just going to get a ton of minutes. They're going to need him on the floor no matter what. Um, it's just you know how well is he going to fare against those you know three big guys out there. That was, that's quite, you know, uh, intimidating. Davis, uh, Howard, and McGee. That's uh, a lot of people to handle. Um, so, I mean, could be worth it, could not be worth it. Um, I'm going to be monitoring the news on Davis before I make my decision there. 
Um, and then the one other guys I'm kind of looking at here, or a couple guys here, is uh, Wilson Chandler. Um, you know, if those two big guys are ruled out, they're going to need his size. Um, and at 3,400, that's also another good value play because, like you mentioned, we have a lot of big stars that we're going to probably want to try and fit into our lineups here. So, um, you know, I think he could garner some, uh, you know, a little bit of um, ownership uh, just because of that. Uh, you know, maybe go to him over Isaiah Thomas for a pivot because I don't think he's going to get as much ownership as Isaiah Thomas will. That's, uh, what do you think about that? That's, I mean, that's a great tournament call. If you're trying to, you know, dodge that ownership bullet in Isaiah Thomas, take a shot in the dark at a guy like Chandler, who's also a guy that would be suited to cover LeBron in this, when we see that uh, Torian Prince is going to get spelled for a breather here and there. Um, I would expect heavy Torian Prince minutes. Do I expect heavy offensive use from him? That's a different story. But, um, you know, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good pivot. I mean, if you want to look at a guy like Kirix, he's the other guy that would probably benefit uh, and for, with some front court, you know, he'll get absolutely demolished and dumped on, but a body is a body when he's out there. Um, and I would expect those two guys to probably divvy up those minutes uh, pretty evenly, probably both play around that 20 mark if uh, if Jordan's forced to sit again and going against his front court. But I'm with you. I mean, there's a lot to like in uh, all three of these games tonight. This is going to be a really fun three-game card, and it's really going to be dictated by which way you want to attack it and what games you want to attack. Because there's going to be a fair amount of ownership in this game and in the last game and in the early game. So, um, you know, that's kind of why I talked. I touched on taking some of those ancillary pieces instead of paying up on your Kevin Loves, maybe not necessarily going to Bradley Beal in some lineups and going with McRae. That way you can get some better exposure. Uh, because I think, uh, you know, new trademark phrase, thanks to my buddy over there on Twitter, at the end of the day, if you're playing a guy like Anthony Davis or LeBron, you're going to want to run it back with Kyrie. Um, and maybe a Jared Allen. You're going to want to get some exposure to this game. I have no problem playing Jared Allen if DeAndre Jordan's out. 5,900 is a fair price tag. He's been playing the minutes over the past three games. He's averaging 30 minutes. Uh, so double-doubles in, in two out of those three. Only time he didn't get one was against Milwaukee, which I'll let that slide. It's not the best fit for him with the pace and everything. So I think that they're going to need him. I have no problem paying him. Um, that's going to be the tough part, I think, for a lot of my builds is which centers I'm going to go with. I'm going to be playing two centers in probably all my lineups no matter what. It's just going to depend on how much money I need to save and where I'm going to you know, spend up. So I'm probably not going to end up with as much Kyrie as I'd like. Uh, I, I, I think I have to draw the line in the sand in some spots. It's, you know, it's tough. Um, like I said, in the builds where I'm playing a little bit more LeBron and Davis will be the ones I have them in there. And the ones where I'm just trying to get some exposure with Jared Allen, it'll save me some money. Yeah, that's a yeah, good uh, call on that one. And like I said, you know, because it's it's something that we want to monitor as well, just to see uh, what they're going to say about him playing and uh, if there is any restrictions with him coming off that hamstring uh, tightness. Yeah, when that's you know. It- it's it's something that they said wasn't a big deal, that they were just being cautious with it. But that's kind of the trend I'm expecting them to take with Kyrie for the season. It's play it safe, play it cautious. That means if games get out of hand, he's coming off the court. That means if he's feeling any sort of tightness, any sort of pull, and any sort of muscle, he's coming off the court. They're going to baby him. They're not going to take a chance of him having to do anything long-term. He's already dealt with several injuries this season, missed most of it. So yep. uh, I'm, I'm They want to of... keep him uh, healthy for next year when they're really going to have the big run at it. Yeah, and let's be real. It's not like they're going against the Hawks in this spot. And he's eighty four hundred. He's eighty four hundred. That's a great price tag. But they're going against one of the best defenses in the league. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at him with Danny Green, 
uh, KCP, Rondo, uh, Avery Bradley. They're going to throw everybody at him. Uh, possible. They're going to make Spencer Dinwiddie and these other guys beat them on the perimeter. They're going to challenge them in the paint. They have the bigs to do so. So um, I think you know you're going to really be looking for the guys to knock down their shots. Joe Harris, a nice ancillary piece at 4100. Uh, you know, paired with a guy like Jared Allen, I think can get you that exposure without having to play Kyrie Irving. So that's kind of the stance I'm taking. It's going to be very limited shares of Kyrie. Not going to get a lot of Dinwiddie, and I'm going to be trying to get a lot of my exposure with guys like Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris. You know, dumpster dive with a little bit of Curix and Chan. Yeah, I won't be touching uh, or Dinwiddie at all. He's uh, overpriced, and uh, with uh, Kyrie back, I don't don't really play him that often. Yeah, and I mean, it's I've been I've been struggling to get behind Levert just with the up and down minutes. So twenty nine in the last game, that's nice. It's nice to see. Uh, but that's also to do with Irving being out as exactly, well. Exactly. A little. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's tough to get behind. I, it, it, three games slate though, he probably won't have a ton of ownership. Uh, I think tournaments only. I'm not going to do any cashes, but this is a great, fun basketball game to watch. But this is a tough matchup for Brooklyn all around in general. Yeah. There's not a spot that's good for him. That's kind of why this is the game that's standing out. Where you know, with all these expensive options that a lot of people are going to want to pay up for, it's standing out as the one game that I have the least amount of interest in. Yep. No, I agree. That was uh, how I was feeling as well. Um, it's just yeah. There's, but yeah, like I said, there could be good pivot plays in there. And what about on the Lakers side of the ball? What are you um, What are you checking out over there? Uh, I literally just have LeBron James written down, yeah, just because of the the whole uh, Kyrie and him situation. And I don't have a ton of Davis. I've been fading him a lot actually. I'm just not on that bandwagon right now. Um, and I mean, there's no reason not to be on it, but I'm just not there. Yeah. So it's it's. Brooklyn. He's where I'm drawing a line on. I'm not playing him. He's one of the guys I'm fading. Well, yeah, I mean, that, and that's a good call. I think you need to take a stance. If we have no minutes restrictions, um, I'd prefer Davis over LeBron. I think that's just you know what I would say. I Like we said at the top of the show, I'm fully expecting probably that news relatively early. Um, and, you know, I would expect it. I would expect some sort of restriction in, in one, you know, some facet. Uh, but if there isn't, if they say Davis is good to go, you know, looked well, felt good after the game, we have no problem rolling him out there for his usual allotment. Um, 9,500 is a great price tag. The matchup you can't really get against, any better. Yep. Um, you know, and maybe other people might be scared off by the news. So take that into account. Um, I, I definitely think, uh, I'll probably have a couple shares, a couple shares is to spread it out. And then I got to mention JaVale McGee coach would kill me if I did it. This is, this is the haunting matchup that cost him, uh, a nice tournament because oh, of me. Eh? Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's why I got to mention him. And that's, what's going to make the center plays. I, I have to have a couple shares of JaVale McGee. Uh, if you want to pivot <laughs> to Howard too, one of these guys, it's just a fantastic matchup for centers. I, I have to mention it. Coach would absolutely, uh, torment me if I didn't. I would never hear the end of it. Uh, with that being said, now that I'm on it, you know, feel free to steer clear if you'd like. I just feel obligated to mention it and obligated <laughs> to play a couple shares after the abuse and tongue lashing I took from Coach last season. The, the guilt is eating you away. It right absolutely now. is. Um, I don't think I'll get to too much LeBron, so I think I'm going to be, you know, mostly looking at Davis. I'm going to be looking at, uh, you know, the centers over there. I think both Howard and McGee are going to be in play for me. Probably won't get too many shares of Kuzma unless we see that Davis is going to sit on the second half of the back-to-back, and then I think he's an option. Same thing with LeBron. If we are Davis is sitting on the second half of the back-to-back, LeBron uh, becomes an option at 10-4 for me. Otherwise, I'm not going to really play too many shares of him. And that would kind of change my outlook on the other side of the ball. So if Davis does happen to sit, you know, I'm, I'm less afraid of uh, some, you know, them 
not being able to match up with the bigs. I think like Torian Prince, uh, it becomes a much better option. I think we, you know, kind of pivot off of some of that other value that we were going to take a look at, uh, on the other side of the ball, hoping that Davis was, or that they were going to have to match their size against Davis and JaVale and Davis and Howard. Uh, it really changes the whole entire outlook of this game. Um, so I'm actually hoping Davis does play. It makes my decisions a lot easier. I could just stick to my guns with what I'm saying right now, and I don't need to kind of change my perspective. Because one big move like that on a three-game slate, so so many limited games, it really does impact the entire slate. You have to change your entire outlook on it. If you go in there with the same approach, you're not going to be giving yourself uh, much of a chance and not doing yourself any justice. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean... Certain uh, people being ruled on any slate can change the entire slate, even if it is twelve game slate like today. Even it, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think though on the larger slates, like like on a, a big one like tonight, there's a twelve game slate. Somebody gets ruled out late scratch. If you still have all that value, like I, there was there was not a, a move that could have been said where I was pivoting off of Deadman at thirty one hundred on DK. Uh, yeah, you know, I had I wish I did not see the news that you know Trey Young was ruled out. <laughs> uh, that would have been awesome, you know, just because I wouldn't have pivoted to so high on Teague. But that's just a good instance where on 12 games, yes, he was in a great spot. He's a great play. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but if you if you just kind of didn't, you know, go with the course of the slate, because on 12 games, ownership's not going to be taken into account as as much and all these other factors. But uh, you'd end up winning money. Um, you'd do a lot better. You'd be doing a lot better off if you didn't end up getting uh, that Teague exposure. Uh, because of that, because you switched on a 12 game slate on a three game slate, no matter what, if that happens, I don't care what the situation is. You have to switch to Teague. Yeah. Yeah. All right. man. All right. Final I game. Think we, uh, covered that one. Well, so yeah, next one, final game, man, before we get to it again, just another quick thank you to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. go over there, guys, use the promo code today. That's T O D a Y. Uh, and thank us later because they're gonna. You're just gonna get free money with it. You're gonna be able to play with that free money. You'll be able to take that free money and put it to good use because you're gonna go over. You're gonna do the smart thing because uh, you're a responsible, smart gambler, and you're gonna listen to uh, our good buddies over at Hoopball Gaming. That's at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. They have a podcast. They're up there, just absolutely constantly crushing things. Um, and I just wanted to give them their credit where it's due. Uh, they're winning people money left and right. I've been taking their advice on these lines. Uh, they've been accurate, man. They, they've been crushing it. And a well-deserved thank you to them for winning me some money. So please check them out, guys. And uh, while you're at it and you're on Twitter and you're following them, follow our, uh, follow our great hosts over here. You know, I got Miles on. So please go give Miles Hartley a follow at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S. 6565. You can find me at Micah Patria. That's M I K E A P O T R I A. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Also at Cracker Barrel 5 a.m. Senior Citizen Special. Um, so let's see if he listens long enough to hear my jab. And then you can also find uh, Andrew at Language Olympic, L A M L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. Uh, and you will get all of our, you know, up-to-date information. We're always out there retweeting everything from beat writers, from our uh, bloggers over here and blurbers. Uh, every little bit of information we can find, we're answering questions as often as possible. And sometimes, we're, you know, we operate on different schedules. Uh, we all live crazy, hectic lives. We're always all producing content. So when you can't get one of us, you can get the other ones on there. Uh, you'll usually generally get a response from at least one of us on most questions. So that's the team. 
let's jump into this last game um, and get things going. So we have the Dallas Mavericks traveling to the port to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. It's a late game hammer, 10:30 game. Uh, definitely have some injuries to talk about. Dwight Powell, obviously the big news of of uh, yesterday's games, and you know, sad to see me and Coach being Mavs fan fans. He's ruptured his Achilles tendon. He's done for the year. Uh, it's a tough injury for big guys. We've seen you know many guys of size playing center kind of struggle. Anybody from any position, nobody's really came back from an Achilles injury and been quite themselves after. So uh, just you know, rooting for him to have a speedy recovery, come back, uh, and and just kind of be as much of the of that guy that he was because he was playing well. Uh, limited minutes, you know, he doesn't pop off the the stat sheet necessarily, and a guy that you think of just kind of crushing, but he does a little bit of everything and he chips in and well. So, uh, but with that being said. Um, you know, Miles is going to be some some guys that kind of step up and take advantage of him of his absence. Kristaps Porzingis is back though, so uh, kind of still playing a little bit of a middle, uh, limited role. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Should be good to go though. I'd expect him to play. Hassan Whiteside is probable. Uh, he's dealing with a little bit of a groin contusion. Uh, nothing like the one that Rui had suffered because he's still sidelined from that. That was a no. mean kick. And he had surgery on it too, so oh, yeah, man. you know there was some damage done. That's like every kid in gym class's worst nightmare, and it just was a reality. It happened to him in the bright lights of the NBA, you know, yep. when, when his entire and that's just, that's like a freak injury, and you would expect it to come from Draymond, but it did not. Um, <laughs> so uh, CJ McCollum still dealing with a you know an ankle injury, sprained ankle over there, uh, kept him uh, sidelined for a couple games. He's questionable coming in there, so we'll have to monitor his news. That's going to impact. Uh, a lot of yeah. things drastically as well. So that's the major news. Everybody else that hasn't been out, you know, Zach Collins, Rodney Hood, all those guys, the BCA still rolled out. So uh, how are we attacking this over here, Miles? You know, what team would you like to start with? You know, I'm a gentleman, so I'm going to let you take the reins. I will hop onto the Portland side, just going back to CJ McCollum, because uh, he I mentioned his questionable play. Um, there was a note, though, that he did go through some drills today. So, I mean, that's a positive direction there. Uh, but if he is ruled out, um, I do like a lot of people on this side of the ball. Um, Did you happen to see if they were <laughs> contact drills or not? Because that's like the one thing I always uh, take to be indicative. Once they're doing full practice and contact. No, he wasn't actually because like they did. They had like a regular practice. He didn't take partake in okay. that. Um, and then he did some drills, and I think I don't think there was contact in them. No, I don't believe so. I know that they said they did some offensive and defensive ones. So, okay. but yeah, but um, so yeah, I'm thinking. I have a feeling that he might not play, um, and if he doesn't, then I have quite a bit of interest on the side of the ball um, with you know the big guys and some of the more valuable plays. Um, but yeah, I like uh, Damian Lillard. He has been priced out quite a bit here, uh, um, but I mean, he came just came in off a 61-point game, uh, just the sixth player in NBA history to have multiple 60-plus point games. And I mean, he has been you know going out there and uh, doing it all. He is their top option with McCollum out. Um, so at 9900 yes, he's expensive. Um, I mean, we've got him at a better discount before, but three games late, uh, he's in play. Uh, the one other guy I have a look at here is, uh, I like is, and the side say their second option for score- scoring is Carmelo Anthony. Um, yeah, we can call him out. They need him on the floor. They need him scoring. Um, you know, at 6000 he can make his 5X value no problem with that. I mean, he's averaging almost 30 fantasy points on the year, so I don't see what that being an issue for him. Um, and then I like Hassan side. He is also a bit priced up there, but, I mean, he's been great all year. He's been a blocks and board beast, and he's going against one of, the, you know, not that strong of a front court, and they just lost one of their key pieces of the front court. So, 
you know, he's in a good position here. Um, I mean, he might be going against a friendly giant a bit more. I don't know if that's going to affect him or not. Um, but yeah, um, then besides that, I have some, what do you think about the, the value plays here? Because now they have Trevor Ariza, who should be playing this time. Do you think he's going to slot into the small forward position in the starting lineup? Yeah, he's uh, actually, I think uh, stats came out um, yesterday and kind of said that he's just going to slot right into the starting role at small forward. So um, I I think he's a great value play. Yeah, 3,500, yep. So yeah, I definitely have some interest in him. Um, the one guy I'm not sure is, uh, do you think Gary Trent's going to lose some minutes with uh, Ariza coming in here? I just don't play Gary Trent at all. I don't no, buy that 48-point blowout. He's getting a ton of minutes in it. That price tag yeah, it's kind is. of like that Isaiah Thomas territory, and I think a lot of people are going to be drawn to you know guys like him and Isaiah. Um, yeah. And with you know with that being said, I kind of just I want to just you know three game slates. This is. It. This is where I take ownership into account. On slates like this, these three and four game slates is where I really, really have to look at the ownership and see if there's going to be an advantage I can take uh, by pivoting off of these guys and, and just not going to them. So I'm going to take a hard stance. I'm going to say, listen, if I'm playing 20 lineups, which I probably will, I think I ran out something like 16 or 17 tonight, uh, just you know, simply ran out of time to fill out the rest of them. Uh, my own fault basically wasted money um you know i do not advise doing that for people uh you know just trying to get something in there last minute it's not something i generally like to do i'm doing well and i got lucky with it uh did all my research you know got out of work a little bit late and just kind of had to try to scramble with with the happenings of life um but that being said you know it's 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 kind of that stance I'm going to take. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little risky with it. 20 lineups. I'll probably have them like three or four, uh, <clears throat> two or three. And I'm thinking a lot of people might be looking a little bit more than that. I think they'll probably have them at like a nice 20 to 25% share. So a lot of other people will have them, uh, you know, maybe twice the ownership compared to me. So I, I'll be underweight compared to the field. That's my stance. Uh, I'll be playing a little bit of Lillard. I'll be playing Whiteside. I absolutely love this matchup for Whiteside. I was all over him in the first time. He, these teams just played a few days ago and, he, you know, he dominated them with Dwight Powell for 57 DK points. He's just been Mr. Consistent. It doesn't seem like this injury is anything serious for him. There's no reason why he shouldn't smash again tonight. And this is more part of the problems I talked about centers with him, Tristan Thompson, Jared Allen, and then, you know, excuse me, one of those Laker guys that we're going to want as well. It's just going to be mixing and matching my constructional lineups. I'm going to be popping in two of these centers here and there and just kind of, you know, depending on the construction, building around that. You know, maybe in the ones I play a little bit of McGee, I don't get as much exposure to those expensive uh, Laker guys and Kyrie, and those are the lineups where I use my, my money on, you know, Lillard and uh, maybe run it back with a Doncic or something like that, uh, and vice versa, if I'm, you know, white side if not Lillard. So there's many different combinations. I'm going to be building multiple lineups um, on this slate. But I think, you know, like I said, I, can't, I hate to keep saying it, that's my stance. I'm going to avoid these $3,400 garbage plays, uh, go with a little bit of the mid-tier approach, and just kind of pick my spots, man. I'm, I'm going to be playing Lillard. I'm going to be playing Whiteside. I think Mello's an okay option at 6 k Not going to be too overexposed to him. I'm going to be playing a little bit of Simons, and then just I'll probably be loaded up on a Reza. If that's oh, where I want going, to spend you're it. To, you're going to Simons, hey? I, 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 I'm not going to Simons. I'm avoiding him. I'd rather play Reza at 3500 Oh, yeah, I'll be playing I would almost even Reza. rather play Trent, actually, at 3400 I, I, Oh, I can't, stop. Don't, I don't, don't like make me take that bet. Up. Don't make me take that bet. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I mean, yeah. I, Simons is a little bit more expensive, so I get where you're coming from, maybe on a point-per-dollar standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. But there's not a there's not a dark moon where I would ever bet 
that Simons does not outscore him in just a flat, you know, flat DK point. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't buy Gary Trent's talent. I buy Simons' talent. He's absolutely a yeah. uh, good young talent. He's going to find himself. I think he'll be good in the future for sure. But I just, yeah, and we know with him that, being priced uh, up, I'm avoiding him. I'll go elsewhere. We know that they like to run these guard heavy rotation too, uh, going against yeah. the Mavs. They're going to, you know, do lineups with Hardaway, Doncic, uh, Seth Curry. We're going to see lineups where they, you know, they're running yeah. out Boreas at some time. So um, I think Simon's, you know, he's he's the guy that they want to give the minutes to. They want to get him off the bench. He's going to get yeah, all that do. delicious bench usage. Trent, if he's even if he's starting, he's sitting out there, and now he's sharing it with Melo, Ariza, Whiteside, okay. and Lillard. Um, I'm going to throw a guy out here though. So. What about uh, Finney Smith at two hundred more? Then, um, then Simons. Yeah, I think for me, I, I think they're both in play. If I'm looking at just a pure ceiling standpoint, I'd much rather have Simons. If I'm playing cash games, I'd probably feel a little bit safer with Finney Smith. Um, and I think it would come down to my construction. Just generally, if it's a utility spot, uh, I, I'm probably going to end up rolling with Simons unless you know I'm already if I already have like you know Lillard. Uh, and Whiteside in the lineup, and Ariza, then in that case, I'm not going to want to overload too much on those Portland guys, and I'll I'll pivot over to Finney Smith. But if I'm just running out like a, you know, let's say I got Whiteside and Ariza, I don't mind playing three of them. I don't mind getting Simons. If I'm, if I'm you know, pivoting off of that Ariza value, which I do not recommend, that's the $3,500 play um, that I will have some interest in. Even if he has one of his patented 17.75 games, it's not going to crush me. Um, I just think that anytime we see a guy coming to long as he doesn't put up that eight and a half point game, then we'll be good. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> anytime we see guys, uh, you know, dawning new threads on a new team, they try to get these guys involved early, try to build the confidence, get, you know, we see like, especially guys like Lillard captains of the team kind of defer a little bit more just to get this new guy integrated and show them that they're happy to have him aboard. They're looking forward to getting him in rhythm, show them how they do things. So, um, for all those reasons, I think that yeah, he's almost like a must play for me. It's going to be one of the pivot pieces I just build around. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorite value plays. Definitely. And on the Dallas side of the ball, Doncic already touched on it. He's always in play, 12-3, especially on a three-game card. With all these other star- studs, we kind of see some ownership go the other way. Um, I, he's still going to probably be the highest-owned guy on the slate, and it's for good reason. You know, he played well. He put up 60 DK points in the, this matchup earlier in the week. Um, and, you know, hit that dagger at the end of the game from probably looked like it was 35 feet out, 40 feet out. Uh, just that floater walked away, pounding the chest. Uh, this kid's a stud. I'm, I'm always going to have exposure to him on every slate. So I'm not going to play Porzingis, not until those minutes are back up to where we need to see him. I think Kleber is a fantastic play at 4,900, another great value. I much prefer Kleber over Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, um, and um, Boban. Um, but if you want to get a share of Boban, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock you, man. I mean, we're gonna have to pinpoint these matchups against Whiteside. Uh, they might need him for a little bit. I expect him to run KP at the five for most of the time. And depending on how badly he's getting abused, or depending on if KP's in foul trouble, is gonna determine whether or not Boban plays. You probably see about ten minutes of run, um, and we just know he's a point per minute monster when he's out there. But uh, I'll probably be leaning Kleber in this matchup overall. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you hit on all the guys I had written down for the Dallas side there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be fading Przingis as well just because of coming back from that knee injury and uh, you know want to see him a bit more healthy before we're paying up the eight thousand dollars for him. <clears throat> um, and then uh, so Boban, you think he's only getting about ten minutes, eh? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, they never. They never. Nobody wants to play Boban. You know, big minutes uh, ever. Sixteen against the Clippers, and that was kind of like the you know the spur of the moment thing. Injury happened. Uh, otherwise, he's generally playing in the blowouts. You know, when he played twenty minutes against Golden State, when they you know thromped him by twenty-seven points. So I, I don't. I don't want to sit here and say like, yeah, he's not going to play at all. He'll, he'll get on the court. They're going to need his size until they sign somebody or trade for somebody. He's one of their only options. They're going to have to play him. Uh, but if you're expecting Boban to go out there and play 28-plus minutes, I don't think that's going to happen. If we hear he's starting, I have a little bit more confidence in him. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't expect him to play 28-plus minutes. Don't get me wrong. I was just hoping for even for that you know, 20-minute mark. 20 minutes, I think, is going gonna, is, is gonna to be the threshold. Be the cap. Um, I think that's probably – yeah, I would assume that's going to be the cap. I think that's probably the most that they're going to want to play him because they're going to want to run Porzingis. You got to figure, you know, forty-eight total minutes at center. Uh, Porzingis will probably see, I would say, anywhere between fourteen to, you know, eighteen minutes of it at center. He'll probably see a little run at power forward next to Boban. But we got to we got to realize that Portland doesn't want to keep this game that big either. I mean, they generally run a small ball lineup with just Whiteside as they're anchoring it, so they can get yeah. away with Porzingis. They're gonna they're gonna keep this game small. It's all gonna be determined on if Porzingis can stay out of foul trouble and if he can handle playing uh, decent minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's okay. I, I was interested on your take on that one. Um, it's a tough call, man. Yeah. I, I'm a huge Boban guy. I, I love to play Boban. I'm pretty sure everybody likes Boban. Oh, he's Who doesn't? the most lovable guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they did a poll, and they said they were talking about him and Taco Fall just being so super lovable and how these guys are both going to end up probably like in the All-Star game. And yet, <laughs> yet they have like a combined like uh, probably like 100 minutes on the court this season. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to sit here and talk talk you off of them. Not you know, not nearly like I said with Gary Trent and Isaiah Thomas with them. I think Boban's more in play than those guys just because of his, his pure upside. I mean, this guy could break the slate, and you're gonna and you always kick yourself when he does break the slate. You're like, I should have played Boban. Uh, you know, he's a point per minute monster, but you can never predict it. I think now it's yeah, a little bit more is... predictive. Like we we know he's going to see the court. I just I don't want to sit there and bank on him playing 20 necessarily. I'll have. Again, if I'm breaking it down and how many shares of them, if I'm playing 20 lineups, and I said I'd have Trent and Isaiah and about, you know, maybe two to four of them tops, absolutely tops, probably leaning more towards the two of those guys, I'd have Boban and probably about five, five or six. Yeah, maybe we got that breakdown. <laughs> yeah, he always has to make an appearance. That's all right. He got it in there before we close it out. I like it. All right, man. Well, that's all I got. I'm not touching the guards really other than Luca. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do actually have some. I do have some interest in Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, just because he is one of those guys on any given night can throw up thirty to thirty-five fantasy points. Um, and I don't think that Portland by any means has a great defense. So I do have interest in him at forty-seven hundred. He is the only guy that uh, you mentioned that uh, I do have some interest in. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I see it. He's he's a solid play. I think he makes sense in lineups. Like you know, if you want your exposure and you're not playing Luca. I mean, obviously, if Luca's having a down game and Dallas is still in this, we're going to have to see some scoring coming from either, you know, Hardaway or off the bench from a guy or like Porzingis Curry. Even. Yeah, yeah, or Porzingis. I just don't see them yeah. playing Porzingis big minutes. Um, he can keep him in the yeah. game for three quarters. He's not going to be able to keep him in the game for four because he's going to have to take some spells of, uh, you know, you know, eight minutes at a time here and there. Yep. All right, man. Well, that's all. Uh, that's all I got. Um, I'm glad this was fun. Three game slate, man. I missed you. I'm glad we got to do this. One of these days, I'm gonna get you to drink coffee. Um, I know we didn't make the bet, but I'm I'm taking it. You know, 
Simon's over Trent. Um, there's no actual money or well, wager or anything. On I'd there. say what about we'll uh, do a point. Me, oh, you got one for me. I'd say would you give me Finney Smith over uh, over uh, Simon's? I like that. Uh, that's juicy. I'll take that. All right, let's All do right, that. And we'll do. Uh, do you have like uh, like a Venmo or anything like that, or we just, would you want to just do a nice little friendly? Uh, <laughs> right. Let's just do a little friendly one here. <laughs> Maybe next time around yeah. we'll figure something out. Absolutely. It's a nice little friendly bet. How about, there it is. Uh, you know, Simon, Simons versus Finney Smith. Both both probably have very, very uh, – I think Finney Smith, uh, like I said, the safer cash game, probably a little bit of a higher floor. Um, hopefully we can get a decent game on the Simons, though. We'll have to see how all this uh, you know usage and everything adjusts. But I think you know Reza should just slide into that Baysmore role nice and, nice and cleanly, just hopefully knock down the shots that he never could. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on with uh, tomorrow. Will be me and Andrew. We'll be here to break down the the you know the Friday card for you guys. Um, and a nice little fat loaded one again. So we're gonna go you know big, small, big, small, big. And uh, before we head into the weekend. So again, uh, thank you to all of our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. They're absolutely fantastic. Check us out on Twitter. If you guys have a second, give us a rate, review, and thumbs up. We're available all over the place, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, everywhere. And it's the driving force. It uh, means a lot to us. We, we love to check in on those and just see what you guys are thinking, seeing how we're doing. Um, and you guys have been nothing but kind and generous with the reviews and everything like that. It means the world to us. It allows us to kind of keep the content free. Uh, because just the rating reviews that you guys give us let sponsors know that you know people love us and uh, you know allows us to kind of do it for free. So it all works full circle, guys. And it, it, if it, if it, anything, it means the world to me personally. Um, I love seeing that kind of stuff, guys. It's really nice. So you can always catch us on Twitter, like Coach always said. We love to hear about your guys' winning stories. We like to share those with other people. And um, you know, on nights that we uh, we don't prosper, and even on the nights that we do prosper. Uh, it's always a little pick-me-up seeing that we're doing something well for other people. So we'll end it on a good, nice, uh, nice little warm, fuzzy feeling note. Uh, anything you want to say before we head off? Uh, just to make sure that everybody you know follows the news up to lock, and otherwise just have fun tomorrow, and uh, yeah, that's it. Absolutely. It's going to be a very news-oriented day. Good, good way to end it. So we will catch you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and have a good night, and let's crush it. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.